0: Emergency pod time. First emergency pod in the show <laughs> show's history. The, the long history of the Mob Squad pod. Uh, Manny's joining us. And wow, dude, did anything happen last night? Did anything cross the newswire?
1: oh uh, no, not really. Except that um I'm just eating dinner at 10 o'clock at night in Eastern time, and I get this message on my phone, and it's telling me about a trade. And I'm like, oh, lovely. Then I look at it, I'm like, nah. Mob Squad already reported this on our pod, so <laughs> we already saw this coming. Oh my yep. goodness, what the yep. hell happened last night, my friend?
0: First of all, <laughs> 10 o'clock is really late for dinner. We need to talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> s- second of all, yeah, we basically called this two days ago on Friday. Um, the writing was on the wall. Jared Goff, like I said, I thought there was a 0% chance he was going to be the starter next year. And... All indications at the time were the lions were going to be the, the most well-suited trade partner. Turns out that was the case. And the deal is in my opinion, the Rams kind of got fleeced, but if I mean, I think we knew that that part was going to happen, right? Because the Rams basically had no trade leverage and they were in a position where everyone knew the team wanted to move on And there's a ton of money guaranteed there. So the Rams had no trade leverage. So there was no way they were going to come out of this situation, uh, you know, on the positive side, as far as like Mm -hmm. money goes and, and the return on the trade, like that was never going to happen, but it ends up being Matt Stafford's coming to LA and Detroit gets Jared Goff. They also get two first round picks and a third round pick. So basically, the next two first round picks that we were supposed to have, which was going to be 22 and 23. Those are now going to be with Detroit. And the third round pick is actually this year's third round pick. Um, I'll I'll go to you, Manny, just your Mm -hmm. initial thoughts on, not necessarily Matt Stafford on LA. We'll get to that in a second, but just your initial thought on the trade itself as far as what the Rams gave up to get Stafford in return?
1: Well, Nick, listen, I, I think we all said it on the, on the mob squad pod that we did the day before that um, there was no way that Jared Goff was going to come back at all um, as a, as a starting quarterback of this team. Right. I mean, we all, we all kind of already knew um, that, you know, that was already in the works, right. Per se. And the one team that we both agreed on was Detroit, seeing as well as how many personnel um, from the Rams has left to join the Lions and that sort of relationship. And we all we also knew that Matthew Stafford had already requested to get the heck out of there. Um, My first initial thing is here we go once again with less need. Um, So should I be surprised that he gave up two first round picks for this to happen? Absolutely not. But you also said it. The Rams had no leverage. They had absolutely none. So if they were going to make this happen with any team with and with any quarterback, it was going to have to happen with Matthew Stafford and the Lions. I'm, I'm kind of – not that I'm upset, correct? I'm just a little bit down because I was expecting um, to see more of golf in this offense, on this team, being their first-round pick. It's just those things that when you go ahead and you drop the player one overall, right, on, on your franchise – um, those are things that you're going to, you know, probably wonder down the line. And if golf ends up winning something down the line and, and the Rams don't even come close to that questions are going to have to be answered and jobs are going to have to be put on the line once again. Um, and, you know, once again, less need has lived with giving up first round picks for players, right? Well, he just gave up two first round picks for a quarterback, which I'm just going to say, the only positive is that I believe now the Rams become such a Super Bowl contender. It's not even, it shouldn't even be a question. To me, the the Los Angeles football Rams, North High State football Rams, right? Correct? Yeah. I'm not, because I'm not trying to say the Chargers because everybody all of a sudden is on the Charger bandwagon. But I think the Rams now have become that team to beat, not only in the division, but in the NFC. It's just, you know, it sucks, man. It sucks to see that one of your own, that, like I said, you dropped the one overall and you, you know, you got to a Super Bowl. Um, you know, yes, you didn't win it, but yet, you know, he was still young. There were still so many things he needed to learn. They, and and again, people want to bash on him for that performance. It was against a Bill Belichick defense. Like, you know, how many teams can actually, you know, actually win that game against the Patriots, correct? I mean, listen, the Eagles took them, you know, what, they lost to them the first time. It took them a forever and a day to go against them again in rematch, and they finally won. But, you know, I'm saying it doesn't happen all the time when you're able to beat such a coaching staff like that but it just sucks man because i i really was expecting golf to be um you know be looked at as the guy to get that title for the rams man first overall pick is like i said franchise quarterback but it was quite clear the gm and the coach did not want the quarterback and now they've made the, they, they, they've made another decision that it's gonna, you know, it's my, it's gonna hurt hurt their future, correct? Because now we don't have a first round pick till twenty twenty four. A lot can happen within that within those years, but that's how I see it.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy when you think about the Rams had a first round pick in twenty sixteen that they used on Jared Goff, and mm-hmm. we're not going to see another first round pick by this franchise as it stands right now until. At least 2024. I would have graduated grad
1: school by then.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy (laughs) to go that. That's like seven seasons, seven Mm -hmm. seasons without a first round pick. That's crazy.
1: And I don't Uh, know of any franchises, Nick, that can go that long without a first round pick that win. Now I'm not saying they can't do it, but now it becomes, you have to win. You have to win the Super Bowl now without question. That
0: that strategy is completely, uh, it's, Unique. It's no one else does that. Um, It's usually the opposite. There's a lot of franchises. Like if you look in baseball, like the Tampa Bay uh, Rays, they, you know, uh, Oakland A's. There's a lot of franchises that value young guys and the draft and they just stay young. They draft really well. And then as soon as those guys start to hit their peak or they reach that super superstar status, they let them go in free agency or they trade them away and they just keep getting younger and younger and younger. This, you know, strategy by less need in the front office is clearly F the draft. We don't care about the draft. We'd rather have a known commodity and we'll just draft hopefully really well in the mid to later rounds. Cause so far the past couple seasons, that has proven to be the case. They have gotten uh, some good steals. Jordan Fuller, uh, Cooper cup was a third rounder, I believe. I mean, they've gotten some good drafts recently, but they're going to have to keep that up for the next couple seasons or this probably doesn't work that well. Uh, but I do agree with you that this puts the Rams at very near the top, if not the top of the NFC. I still think the chiefs are probably the team to beat in all of football, but as far as the NFC goes, I feel like if you're gonna make this move and mortgage this much of the future, you better at least reach the NFC championship next season. Correct. You better win the division and you better reach the NFC championship because there what excuse do you have now because the past two seasons, the excuses have always started and pretty much ended with Goff. So now that that's gone, I don't there's no there's nothing they can fall back on. We've already mm-hmm. seen the defense knows what what to do and how to play. Offensive line played really well this year. We've got the wide receivers. Cam Akers appears to be a good running back. So I don't know where the fault is going to be now. Um so this team that they're they're going all in. They they have to succeed at this point. Um if, I'm not going to say whether I I agree or, or disagree with the strategy. Cause it's kind of hard for me to say, I I've seen, I've seen this work and I've seen it not work with other teams and other franchises and in other leagues. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but I am expecting, I think we're all now as fans expecting big things. This is kind of a boomer bust move. So I'm ready for September. Um, but obviously we're going to have to wait. Um,
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: But like you said, oh the uh, the former scouting director that was on the Rams, that's now the general manager for the Lions, Brad Holmes, was very uh, instrumental in drafting Goff number one overall in 2016. So this move just kind of made sense. And the, like I said, like we said on Friday, writing was on the wall. The Lions appear to be the best trade partner. And if you believe what's been reported, the Lions had no less than eight offers from different teams But apparently, and they were better offers too. That's the other thing. There was no less than eight offers for Stafford. And apparently all the other offers aside from L.A. was better as far as what they were going to get in return. But I think what's happening here, the Lions wanted to do Stafford a solid. He's been their guy for, what, 12 seasons now? Mm -hmm. And he was nothing but a professional for them did really good for them. So I think they're doing him a solid because he apparently has a home in Southern California already. And he had told the the team, Hey, I'd like to go to LA. So I think the lions are doing him a solid and also that factor of Brad Holmes being there and those other, uh, mm-hmm. former Rams front office guys. So interesting to see how that part's going to play out too. Uh, as far as the contracts work out, because that's another big part of this. Stafford's gonna be coming in with a two-year, $43 million contract. He's leaving behind nineteen million in dead cap for the Lions. Jared Goff is gonna be taking with him his four year, $104 million contract. $43 million of that is guaranteed. That's going to the Lions, which is gonna leave the Rams with twenty two point two million in dead cap. So the better win the Super Bowl. Better win the the, Super Bowl, Nick. (laughs) Yeah, the the past couple seasons we've seen dead cap hits with
1: Cook, girly, girly, girly and now
0: Goff. So I don't know what the hell is going on with the front office and contracts, but it, it's leaving a lot to be desired. You, I, it, to me as a fan, that should worry you. That should worry you. You should not be totally okay with that. Um, so just a brief recap in case you were wondering what happened. To all these first round picks: twenty seventeen went to Tennessee. Twenty eighteen went to New York, uh, New England. Uh, Nineteen went to Atlanta. 20 and 21 went to Jacksonville, and now 22 and 23 are going to Detroit. So that's where those first-round picks have gone.
1: And, they uh, listen, the only silver lining I can probably say with the years and, the, and, the, and where our first-round picks have gone, uh, the years 2020 through 2023, the Rams can somehow win a Super Bowl, and Ramsey and Matthew Stafford are on this team. I can probably tell you, you know what? Then it was worth it. But if you don't win a Super Bowl and these guys – don't pan out on this team, that is four years of first round picks, four players that could have made a difference in your franchise in the, in the future that you basically, you played Russian roulette and you decided to do this because all of a sudden your first round pick in 2016, okay, did not pan out for you, okay? And it's pretty clear by Jared Goff's quote here for Michael Silver, okay, I'm just excited to be somewhere that I know wants me and appreciates me. Yeah, that's, that's tough to hear. That is tough to hear, and that's so telling to see where this organization were or was between quarterback, GM, and coach, and it's sad. It's pretty, pretty sad. I'm just glad, though, though, in a way that Jared Goff was able to go out there at least play his final game in a playoff game with the Rams Um, because if this would have happened before and he would have not been able to, you know, if he wasn't even given the opportunity to play – in the game against Green Bay, then I don't know. For some unknown reason, me when I put on my fan hat, I would have been probably a little bit upset. But still, man, when you hear him say, "I'm just excited to be somewhere that I that I know wants me and appreciates me," man, that is that's tough to swallow. That's that's definitely tough to hear.
0: Yeah, that really that's really tough. Um, my initial reaction to this last night when I saw the story. I was so all over the place, just kind of emotionally that my, I, my brain couldn't even pick one. I couldn't pick excitement shock. I couldn't pick anything. I was just like, wait, what? I couldn't process it. And then about maybe 10 or 15 minutes later, the one that I settled on was disappointment. And I was disappointed in just the way that the whole relationship ended with the franchise. Cause I felt like he didn't deserve that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was mm-hmm. my, my first takeaway from it. After I kind of just, my brain wrapped itself around this whole thing was, I was just disappointed. I, I feel like he deserved better. And I think it's very fitting that the last game he played as a Ram, he played hurt. He played well, and it wasn't his fault that the team lost that day at all. So that is what Goff is capable of. He can play hurt. He's a tough guy. And while he might not be great, he's not terrible at all. So it'll be interesting to see if him going to Detroit results in a Ryan Tannehill effect. Because we saw in uh, Miami, Ryan Tannehill and the Dolphins was just not a good mix. But you could see the flashes of talent. Then he goes to Tennessee and somehow just gets the job because Mariota gets hurt. And now Ryan Tannehill is arguably a top 10 quarterback in the league. He's had uh I think it's one and a half seasons now that mm-hmm. he's been with Tennessee and he's looked like a completely different guy and he looks phenomenal. So, it's going to be interesting to see if a change of scenery does something similar for Goff if he gets to Detroit and he can kind of turn it around and and we see the 2018 Jared Goff the Super Bowl Jared Goff where you know they're scoring 50 points against the Chiefs and have the top offense in the league and all that um I I don't think it's going to happen as quickly as the way you know Tennessee turned around Tannehill because it looks like the Lions are in kind of a full-blown rebuild right now so I don't know how much talent they're going to immediately surround him with but
1: no but listen yeah no but I mean listen um the Lions, obviously, you know, new GM, new head coach, but they got some weapons on offense. Um, You know, they got a couple of good running backs. They got, you know, Agalde, to me, is, has always been a top wide receiver the moment he has stepped onto the field. Um, So they got some things there going. Um, Listen, they I would. A couple of first round picks now, too. And <laughs> now they have. Now they have. A, exactly. Now they have a couple of first round picks that they can work with now, especially to help them out. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, if need be, but listen, I wish nothing but the best for golf man. The same thing for Todd Gurley when he left, and the same thing for Brandon Cooks. I mean, Todd Gurley more because once again, you drafted a player and that you were expecting him to be part of your franchise for years and years to come. And then obviously that's that that's not the case, right? So, and then now to try to live it with golf, it's just it's difficult. It's difficult because not only it's a position that obviously is like the most, you know it's the most criticized position in any sport in the entire world, right? It's the quarterback and for him to be picked one overall on your, on your franchise. And now he's not here and you see that you're going to be carrying $20 million plus in dead cap, just because you, just because the GM and the coach and the quarterback couldn't get along together. I mean, man, that again, we're just talking about the negatives, right? I'm excited for Matthew Stafford. I can't wait to see him in the Rams uniform. I can't wait to see his guts, his grit. He brings passion. He brings all those little things, right, that you want in a in a quarterback. When he's pissed, you're gonna know it. When him and when him and McVeigh are not seeing eye to eye, trust me, Matthew Stafford's not gonna hold back. It's not going to be Jared Goff just taking his helmet off, you know, walking off on the sideline, sitting on the bench and start looking at a freaking iPad. All right. Matthew Stafford is going to take off his helmet, put on that hat and go see Coach McVay and be like, hey, what the hell is going on? here?" Right. So at least to me, that's what I see now. Now, you know, to me, it's on Sean McVeigh. It's definitely overall, though, it's on everybody. Correct. But to me, now it's on the coach. OK, yeah, you, ba- you it- basically you basically sold out your 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 franchise player. Correct. Because he wasn't doing what you wanted him to do or whatever the differences were. Well, guess what? Now we got you a quarterback that's been probably one of the most productive guys in over a decade. And he finally has an opportunity to win. And now we have an opportunity to win. Show me what you can do now. Show me, those offense that, show me that offense that you sold to me on, on the reason why we signed you as our head coach a couple of years back. Right? That's what I see overall.
0: Yeah, it's going to be, and we're going to have an entire offseason to get into this, but it the offense, the offensive evolution now is going to be the big storyline because, mm-hmm. like I said, there's no excuses now. Goff is gone. So if I see another bullshit <laughs> wide receiver screen on third and eight, I'm going to be yeah, pissed. Five
1: yards behind the line of scrimmage. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm going to be pissed. So if that still happens, what are we doing here? So that better not happen anymore because the biggest thing that Stafford brings to this offense that we haven't had is the arm strength and the threat of a deep ball that hasn't been in this offense the past two seasons. We still don't really have a wide receiver, like a Brandon cooks that can streak down the field and, you know, bust one. But if Sean McVay is the genius that we think he is, he should be able to scheme something up and we should be able to, you know, look totally different than we have the past two seasons. Uh, The other note that I saw that I just thought was kind of interesting regarding the, uh, you know, Matthew Stafford being on the Rams now. Matthew Stafford has had a 100-yard rusher on his team in 11 games in his entire career, and he started 166 games. That's a crazy stat. So he's going to have Cam Akers now, and uh, I'm pretty sure he's going to love to have that security blanket to lean back on. Um, I guess the one, the one thing that could be an issue now is how balanced is the offense going to be, which like I said, we're going to have an entire off season to get into this, but it's going to be interesting to see now is Sean McVay going to get so high on Stafford and having this new quarterback, this new toy that, our offense loses the balance that it had because towards the end of this season, our, our offense got pretty balanced. It was, you know, about 25, 30 passes, 25, 30 runs. And it it felt, it felt good. It felt like it wasn't too predictable. Mm
1: -hmm. But if
0: Sean, if Sean gets to a point where he's like, got this new shiny toy and he wants to show off his offense. I don't like the idea of, you know, chucking the ball 40, 50 times a game. So hopefully that's not what happens. Hopefully we still utilize our running game, which obviously is going to help set up the play action and all that, blah, 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 blah. So we'll see. It's going to be an interesting rest of the off season. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: um, also of note, the Rams and lions do play each other this coming season. And I believe that's a home game for LA. So Jared Goff is going to come right back to LA this next coming season, and that game uh, need better be prime time. Game.
1: We need to have fans at that game. Yeah, <laughs> I really team.
0: hope that's a prime time game because that is like that's got to be must see. Obviously, it's yeah, going to depend on when in the season and what the records
1: are. But man, I'm just that, hoping, like, Listen, all I know is that I'm just praying and hoping that the Lions don't take a kneecap from from Matt. No, from a uh, Matthew Stafford, please. I would appreciate yeah. that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm sure that's another thing uh, Stafford's going to love being on this team is this is probably going to be – I'm not a huge Lions fan, so I don't know their history, but I feel like Stafford's one of those quarterbacks that's constantly beat up and coming to L.A., he's probably going to really like
1: this offensive line of in course. comparison and, uh, to
0: all the lines he's had.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and, Nick, you, you probably already – I mentioned it in such a good way right that there's no excuse to be throwing the football 50 times a year I mean your running game got better as the year went on and Cam Akers proved to you that he can carry the football 25 plus times a game so you should be using that to your advantage coach McVay get you know listen isn't your play action your are you're one of the most schemest things you've ever done as a Rams head coach well guess what this offseason get right to it man you know you could run the football now you know you have a quarterback that could sling it down the field you know in less than three seconds, over 60 yards. You know I'm saying? So this offense has not been put together for you to do what you do best. And we expect that from you. And we don't expect anything less, okay? The times of you having golf and only scoring three points in the first half or getting to the red zone, okay, eight times in a game and scoring one touchdown, that is unacceptable, okay? That should not happen with Matthew Stafford at the helm. And it should not happen with you now having a running game at your disposal.
0: Yeah, there's really there really is no excuses. That we've already seen this defense. We've found a kicker. Matt Gay is the answer there. No problems there. Uh We found our, a running back? Yeah, we have a running yeah. back now. We've yeah. essentially replaced Todd Gurley. Offensive line when healthy is very good. We've we found got, another
1: cornerback? Yep.
0: Uh we've got um obviously Cup and Woods. Van Jefferson, Tyler Higbee. I really wish they'd start using him more. So there is no excuses. They're going all in. So all I'm going to say is it better freaking work. That's, that's all I'm going to say because we are mortgaging our future. So it better work. Uh, we've got an entire offseason to digest all this and, and get all these other storylines, but we definitely wanted to get this uh, little emergency pod out to you guys because, obviously this is huge news, not just for the Rams and the lions. This is huge NFL news because like we said on Friday, the coach, the quarterback situation for a lot of teams is super up in the air right now. So the way the NFL is going to look this coming season is probably going to be very different than what we just experienced. It's going to be an interesting ride, I think to say the least. So uh, man, I wish it was September, but we're going to have to wait, fellas. We're going to have to wait. Uh, We appreciate you guys listening. And I would, if you guys reached out to us on uh, Twitter or social media, I would honestly love to hear some reactions on this because for me personally, what I've seen, I've seen, uh, I've seen both, both sides of the spectrum. I've seen people on Twitter who are like, pissed because we made this move and they don't like it. And then I've seen people who are super ecstatic and they're super glad that Goff is gone and they don't care about the draft picks. So I, I would be very curious to see what you guys think. If you wanted to reach out to us on social, uh, at, yeah, uh, yeah. at week sauce 13 and Manny, I always forget yours. It's at Manny.
1: It's Manny five RSN.
0: Got it. So if you guys do get a chance to, you know, reach out to us on our social platforms, I would be really curious to see what you guys think on this one. Um, Any last thoughts before we go, Manny?
1: Uh, Not much, Nick. I mean, I I think we've 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 given our initial reaction. Um, You know, we wish golf nothing but the best. But the show moves on and the show has to move on. And Matthew Stafford is not a quarterback of this team. If you're a Rams fan, you should be quite excited because it's like, you know, we said already, you know, with him at the helm now, this gives, um, you know, this should be like this should give the Rams at least some confidence that, you know what, you are a Super Bowl contending team. You have the defense. You have the quarterback. We think we have the coach. It's just it's about damn time we put it all together, man. And, you know. September can get here soon enough. I would say April can't get here soon enough, but we don't have a first round pick. <laughs> so we gotta move yep. on to training camp, Freeze. So that's about yep. it, guys. You know, so
0: I, uh, yep, it's Hollywood. This is Hollywood, baby. It's LA. Show's gotta yep. go on. And yep, yep. it looks like Hollywood may become the mecca of, or one of the meccas for football now because the past couple seasons that really hasn't been the case but now with the chargers having uh Herbert, they've got Staley. Now as their head coach, they've got Eckler, Bosa, Keenan Allen. They've got some dudes. So this whole thing in LA might actually be turning into something. We might have a legitimate rivalry and there might be really good football by two teams in LA now. So this could be an actual thing going forward. So that could also be exciting. So Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. We will catch you next time.